Hey roommates, welcome back to Read the Room Podcast. Hi everybody, this is Ambria. And oh and as always, this is Merv. Thank y'all so much for tuning in again for another week. Yeah. I hope you guys liked last week's episode episode discussing <laughs> the state of the union. Yeah, we were all it was I don't know. It's still a very strange time. Like mm-hmm. there's still things that need to be done. The people who killed yeah. Brianna Taylor are still have not be been arrested. arrested. There's a lot going on. Yeah. So last week we were deep up in it. Mm-hmm. This week we are going to use this more of um as a break. Yes. <laughs> from everything that's going on because it is very heavy. So we're yeah, not y'all any a mental, emotional break. Yeah. Something that, you know, we can all like, you know, tune into lighter. With that being said, today we're talking about love, relationships, uh attachment styles, love languages, all those things that we love so much. Oh yeah. You ready? <laughs> yes. No. Yes. All right. So we're going to dive into it. Um, and I want to start by kind of discussing how we thought our love lives or just lives period yeah. was going to look like at these ages when we were like 15, 16. A key, key, key. Right? In high school, <laughs> you know, how we had this fairy tale idea of what we were going to be doing at 25, 26. Yeah. And yeah. Well, <laughs> um, okay, so I usually would base in the past, I would base my um, timeline, trajectory, all that off of my parents. Mm-hmm. And my I, my mom was 27 when she had me. I'm currently 26. <laughs> Are you trying to tell us something? I'm, telling, I'm not telling you that I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm telling you that I'm absolutely not <laughs> and cannot be anytime soon. So I don't know, but you think about it, times are different. Yeah. Like, so... My parents, um, I'm first generation, so they hadn't gone to college. So at 18, they started their adult life. They were working their jobs. They're living their life. They did 10 years of adulthood before they started. Well, before my mother had me. I just graduated from law school last (laughs) year. So my 10 years starts right now. <laughs> I feel I feel the exact same way. Like when I have this conversation, I'm like, bro, I just started being an adult. This is my third year being an adult. I graduated college three years ago and I'm like, I couldn't see myself having that fairy tale life that I wanted when I was 14, 15. It just doesn't seem realistic at this point. When did you think that was going to be? At- so honestly, first of all, my cousin, she's a year younger than me, maybe two. She's not making it easier for any of us because she's married and has a kid, has a home oh, type thing. I'm just like, bro. So everybody like, when's your time? No, my mom is like, next? I need a grandkid. Like, oh, I'm, I'm so like, sorry. I'm three years behind giving her a grandkid. Yeah. But I figured this is what, when I was 14, 15, I was thinking like, you know, graduate college, what, 21, 22, around that age, you know. I met someone during college, we probably <laughs> going out, you know, dating. And then by like 23, we would like be married. You and your college sweetheart? Ciao. And then like, sweetheart. at 23, we'd be married, Twenty, you know, 23 to 25, you just like living our lives. And then 25, I'd had my first kid. I turned 25 three weeks ago. <laughs> So needless to say, uh, none of those things <laughs> happen. Uh, maybe I should have bought um, B. Simone's Manifestation book. Oh, we should have definitely. It's not too late. We could buy the scrapbook. I could have bought the- <laughs> we, could, we could buy it. And maybe I would have been married with a kid by now. Probably so, if you manifested it with some emojis and stuff. Yeah. Well, but I, as you can see, none of that, those things happen. And, yeah. I, and I am not even like 
being that person when I say this, but I'm so grateful. I was just about to say, are you happy? I, (laughs) bro, yes. yes, I'm so happy. I couldn't imagine having a child right now. And this is not a knock or anything on anyone who chose to be a parent younger because more power to you and you know what's best for you. Mm -hmm. But the way that I know myself right now, and I know I did not know me like this a couple years ago, is just like the growth is crazy. So I don't know that I would have had this time to get to know me as well as I have if I had to worry about my own child. Yeah, I couldn't see it for myself. Even today, I had a busy day. I didn't even eat today until <laughs> you came and picked me up. And it's like, imagine if I had a kid. They'd be like, mommy, I'm right. hungry. I'd be like, bro, hold on. I'm busy. <laughs> so it's like, if I could barely feed myself and like try to do all these different endeavors I'm doing, what would it look like if I had a kid? And then what would it even look like if I had like a husband and a household to take care of? See, okay, but the thing is, the good thing about this is we know this piece and so when you're out there dating or considering people or whatever, you are more aware of what you need because you are busy and you do have all these things and you know how great it feels mm. for your space to be calm and just yes. like, you know, so yes. you're less inclined to get with somebody who's super duper interrupting that mm. if you've experienced how peaceful it is without that. That's a good point you make. I didn't think of that. Girl, I mean, it, it, it took me a long time to get to this piece. <laughs> so, and I, had to, and I had to do a lot of soul searching and I'm still, I'm still in it. I'm I mean, we still all, doing yeah. it. Yeah. And it's, it's a lifelong process, but where I was even a year ago to now, it's like a complete Way 180 yes. and I'm just like enjoying it so much. And yes. I'm just like at that point where, like you mentioned, if it destroys my peace, it's like, it's I don't not. know if I can, man, if you would have called me 18 months ago, I would definitely be able to put up with it. Now <laughs> it's just like... I, no. Yeah. It doesn't make sense for me in my life. Yes. At and the, where I see my life going. Yes. At the end of the day, I think that that's most important. Like, are you happy? Because I feel like when we're younger, they sort of romanticize being someone's woman or like yeah. having a relationship or put up, you know, like there's ups and downs. And don't get me wrong. I do believe that in every relationship between humans, there's ups and there's downs. But... Some kinds of ups and downs is not what that means. Like, I had talked to my friend. She's married. Yeah. And she was like, when they say for better or for worse, it don't mean like you cheat on me, I cheat on you, you go have a kid. It's like, okay, what if there's a death in my family? I lose my job. What if there's a natural disaster, a pandemic? That's for better or for worse. Can we figure it out? Not can you do, like, will you do me dirty? Yeah. (laughs) For the rest of time? Because. I'm going to put up like, no. And I hate that that's just been something that's been put on us. Especially like since we were little girls, it's like, bro, why would you say that? And it's just like, no. <laughs> I just had to think about it. I was like, whoa, y'all really used to say that wild stuff to us. Like, this is what you should expect. Or just it. find, nobody's perfect. Just find somebody who at least is like, yeah. Um, I mean, we, yeah, no one's perfect. But like, bro, cheating is like, you know what you're doing. And okay, consistently at that too, bro. Okay, so is that your breaking point in a yes. relationship cheating? Okay, yes. and I know people say like it looks different until you're in it, but like I'm trying to put that out in the universe so I at least get someone that don't <laughs> cheat. <laughs> okay, I think that um, younger me, my uh, red flag or yeah, my breaking point was cheating, cheating alone. Okay. 
Like, that's it. You cheat. Yeah. And then I realized it's so much other stuff that I cannot oh, yeah. deal with. Yeah. I can't deal with lies, which is in the same family of cheating. I can't deal with super insecurity. I can't deal with someone smothering me. Yeah. But these are all things that younger me would have been like, I mean, it's okay. Like, he just wants to be up under me 24 seven. Like, that's oh, okay. God, but now I'm like, no, 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 no. No, I agree. I'm trying to think, like, what are my, like, things? I don't know. Cheating is up there. Cheat, cheating is if Someone who's, so... like, emotionally unavailable. Someone, honestly, that hasn't, like, gone to therapy of some sorts or, like, you know, consulted with whatever has happened to them in their life. If you haven't, like, kind of, like, uh, attacked attack that head on, I don't know if I want to be with someone like that because it comes with so much baggage. Explain it. So you're like, saying if you know that someone has baggage and they have not addressed it? Yeah. Or, like, some type of trauma. I know we all process trauma in a different way. Yeah. Like, anything with growing up. But I feel like a lot a lot of times people who are unfortunately in those situations and they don't seek some sort of help to at least talk about what happened or at least kind of get a understanding or process what happened, they tend to then kind of, like, um, victimize themselves consistently. Oh, and then okay. they put that on other people. Even okay. you can, they can love you very much. But if they're constantly, you know, being, putting themselves in the, in the victim position and putting all that emotional baggage on you, I don't think that's fair. Okay. So you need to be with someone who has been in these years that you've been working on you. You need someone who's at a similar place and they're get to know themselves, like work through their things process. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be finished. No, but at least you at least acknowledge it. it. And, yeah. Okay. Because okay. a lot of people don't acknowledge it, and then they just kind of brush off the way that they treat you to like, oh, I'm just going through some things. You you would understand the life of yeah. That's a good You're point. You're right, but like, come on now. That is, okay. That is a that brings up another one: communication skills. Yeah. Because the whole like, oh, I'm going through things. Communicate. You could commute. You know we're. I be going through some things too, and I bet you know because I'm gonna tell you because I talk. Okay, yeah. you know. So even if not everyone has to communicate in the same way, yeah. But to just know how you communicate and to be able to communicate those things because what what is a relationship with someone but a series of constant communications That's with it. them in some way? So it's like if you can't figure that out, right? It will be difficult, right? And I'm not even coming from a position of entitlement where you got to tell me what's going on. You ain't got to tell me, right? But if we're in a situation where we're committing to one another, you have to at least let me know, like, you know what? This week might not be the greatest week for me. So in case I do kind of fall back from communicating with you, just know that I'm just going through, you know, a couple of things, and I'm. We'll follow back up with you when I'm feeling better. That assurance. Because if someone's just quiet and then it's like, so, wait, do you still like me? (laughs) Is this, like, what's happening? Like, I'm talking to you, like, what's going on? The the smallest one sentence, hey, like, I'll hit you back. Or, hey, I'm busy. Or it's not, this week is rough. Or something. Yes. One sentence. 30 seconds of thought goes a long way goes such a long way puts people at ease too but yes then someone's not on the other end of the phone like uh what's going on yeah it's so simple yeah and then then another type of like the people that kind of play mind games with you or like you don't really know what's going on with you guys because they don't want to talk about it because they don't want to talk about their emotions it's like whoa oh i know that so i'm just like i need to go um, going off of um, wanting to, you know, be reassured and how it's nice to have that that feeling. I remember in my my last relationship, I was with this guy who I would say, yeah, he loved me, but it was just 
because he said it and I know he did but it was just like the entire time we were together I always found myself doubting whether he actually did or if he just said was it, saying it just for, for you not even for me because I didn't I didn't care for him to say <laughs> I love you until he was actually ready okay and I think when he even when he said it it was a whole issue because I didn't say right right back because he felt Boo, I'm getting too personal. <laughs> he told me he oh, loved me, and I was like, that's interesting. I don't know if I want to share that with that. <laughs> no, okay, but more of the story. Basically, I I feel like I knew it, but it just because it wasn't reassured, I had a hard time believing it. Because his, sometimes his actions I was did not match just going to what say, he was talking about. Perhaps that's it. Yeah, and even, I remember one time, he like surprised me with like a spa day or something like that. And or something like that was there happened, but it was like nice or whatever. But I was talking to my therapist after. I was like, I didn't really feel it because like I had even before that I had always told him like what I wanted, and he never did those things. And he did what he wanted for me, oh. and I wasn't able to receive it in in the moment. I was just like, oh, thank you so much, whatever, whatever. But it's not what you I, wanted. When I was thinking about it, it wasn't what I wanted because he never really listened to what I wanted. Oh, so that's important to yeah. know. How your person wants to receive love. And this is a perfect segue to talk about love languages. I love love languages. I, I don't know. I'm so happy that somebody studied that and figured yeah, it out. Because, okay, so uh, not quite a deep story, but similar. <laughs> I remember someone in the past that got me some perfumes and mm-hmm. stuff, and I felt like they smelled terrible. Okay? <laughs> what? I'm not, but you want to know. I thought know. it was going to be a sweet story. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> I hated the smell. My mom liked it, so I gave them to my mom. But at the end of the day, they, if they knew me, they would know that material things is not usually what I want. I'm, my love language is my number one is quality time. Yeah. Followed by acts of service or like acts of kindness or whatever. So I would rather go somewhere and spend time with you. Mm. Or even if we have to FaceTime, like whatever, I would rather spend time or you do some little nice thing for me. Do not go to the store and any, mini miny mo <laughs> something random because first of all, gifts is not much of my thing. And then a gift that's not something that I like, you wasted your time. I feel you on that. At least the first part. Because <laughs> quality time is also my my number one. Yeah. But my second is um, receiving gifts. gifts. Okay. I love receiving gifts and I also love giving gifts too. Yeah. I feel like with giving gifts, is like you said, it's not always about the material things. It's like the excitement someone has that like, they've been looking at this one thing and then you like surprise them like, okay. oh my God, yes. there you go. That's when I mean by receiving and giving gifts. Okay. So then maybe... I have a little bit of that, but through different way. In college, did you do strengths quest? Yeah, where you have to figure out like, what your strengths. Are. Yeah. Okay, so my number one strength. I don't remember mine. Is sorry. <laughs> my number one strength is ideation. So uh-huh. I have a bunch of ideas, and then another one of them is individualization. So that means that I like to treat people as specifically as they want to be treated Mm. so if you told me like oh my gosh i love that you told me that you liked a book bag and i was gonna get it for you for your birthday then i was like let me not do too much but (laughs) i should have too much (laughs) no but i remember (laughs) that you said that you like that so i'll make a mental note to myself like okay she likes that so for her birthday i will get her that yeah that's individualization so for other people i love like when i got you them lipsticks 
Remember I sent you them to San Francisco? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you be ugly, so here's some suggestions. <laughs> no, no, but um, for other humans, I love to do that. But with regard to gifts, I don't like giving blank, boring gifts. Yeah. If it's like, I don't remember nothing you said you liked... I'm not about to just like, okay, love, let me just find something random. I don't really like that as <laughs> much. Like that and if I know you well enough, then I can give you an individual gift and you can expect a gift. Yeah, that's if why. If I don't, baby boo. Anytime, like, I mean, I guess the kid's out the bag now, but y'all be tweeting about it. But anytime, like, if someone's birthday, I will, like, go and see, like, search keywords and see what I can find that they, they can nap with. When me and Nicole had got you that perfume, yeah, that you I tweeted about that, that said one it time. two weeks before my she birthday. She was like, if y'all don't give me that perfume. <laughs> I did as a so like, hmm. <laughs> Some Chanel Mademoiselle would be great for my okay, birthday. Okay, but we got it weeks. for you, though. <laughs> but we got it. But, um, stuff like that. Because I want to get what you want. It's not about me. This ain't got nothing to do with yeah, me. I want to yeah. get you what you want. I want to yeah. figure out what it is that you like. So I would, that's how I usually when it comes to like giving and receiving it. That's that's how I think yeah. about it. Like I said, it's not always about the materialistic. Going back to my example, that's why when that happened, I was like, oh, this is cool, but like I didn't. Want it's this. not what you, yeah. It's something. This is going to sound so basic, and like the standard is on the ground. There's something <laughs> so attractive about somebody who listens. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Like that sounds so simple, but like, oh, you remember that? About me? Yeah. Because I said it and you listened to yes. it? That's crazy. Yeah. I like that. I love that type of stuff too, which gives me another example, which is kind of like weird. But like, it's not weird, but uh, I'm going to tell you anyway. So like a few years ago, this guy like was interested in me. And when we had went out on our first date, he like um, had just, we we're just like talking casually. And I think I brought something out. He was like, oh yeah, you wrote about that on your blog. I was like... <gasps> Bro, you did research. Like, okay, but that's getting kind. Con- that's a little much. I you mean, don't if think? it's on my social media, I don't think that's so on much. your blog though. If if you're trying to get to them, you just like, baby, he read I every mean, single word. Yeah. He wants you to read your favorite. I, don't, I didn't think it was, I was like, oh shit, you read my blog, but I don't think it's weird because literally it's in my bio on my oh. Instagram. Okay, yeah, so it's he always was been like, in my bio. Wait, that's kind of sweet. It if was you think it, of it, it that was way. Really sweet. That's what I'm like. When I think about like my dating experiences, I pick like things that have like felt good to me that people have done or even uh-huh. said or just like me experiencing or vibing with that person. And when I think about like what I want in the future, I use that as reference. Oh, okay, because there yeah. has been like good things. You and, have and, a little inkling, like yeah. I want a little bit of that in the garden of bad. There's been some good stuff, of course, in always, there. always. So yeah, okay. Speaking of garden of bad, <laughs> <laughs> no, like my um. Like I said, my love language is quality time, so I love to spend time with people. But I realize that that has a limit. I can't do clingy. I can't do under me all the time. We can see each other sometimes, and that'll be great. But, you know, I realize it's not infinite. (laughs) My desire to spend time with people is not infinite. And you know what this ties into? Our conversations about boundaries. <gasps> Did you listen? Because if you didn't, you can go back no, and listen. Our, our very first episode. But yeah. And I think that's perfectly fine. I agree. You know, until you get to a situation where you're like married and you have to live with that person, it's okay to be like, bro, you've been here three nights in a row. Like, could you go home? Okay. But could we talk about that though? Because in the event that marriage is in the cards for me, True. Uh, you damn near 
uh, need a separate wing of the house. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's another thing. It's just like, and a lot of people, like, when we say that, they're like, oh, these new age women. Yeah, you're right, because you guys suck. When we talk about how a lot of people talk about, like, dang, like, I want an extra bedroom just in case, you know, just going to have, like, that space, separation, yeah. that space from your significant other. And then men view that as you, I don't even know how they view it, but it's just, like, so, like, frowned upon. Yeah, I don't know why. Okay, but another thing to think about is that our uh, opinion on this is based on past experience. Yeah. If I get to a place with a person that brings me such peace that I want to always be in the room with them... Or that we have an understanding of, okay, well, you go in that other room, you know? Yeah. Like, I think about this with my parents. My mom be watching TV upstairs in the room, and my daddy do not be wanting to watch that. So he <laughs> goes in the basement. So yeah. they have plenty of time yeah. apart, and then they can, you know? But until you find that balance with someone, it's difficult to fathom spending time under the same roof with them infinitely. Right. Just to piggyback off your story. People about. always would say that in college, like, piggybacking off of, like, bro, that didn't have nothing to do with what I said. It sure don't. But we're going to piggyback anyways <laughs> and segue into attachment styles. So, Perfect. obviously, you know what your attachment style is, but the people that listen to us may not have done the test or may not know what it is. So, I'm just going to read a couple different blurbs that kind of conceptualize what uh, attachment styles are. So... Basically, this is from Diane Poole Heller. So she's the person who leads um, one of the adult attachment styles tests. Hey, Diane. So so she says, contemporary research shows that these early experiences in childhood repeat themselves in adult relationships by how we interact in and what we expect from our significant others. Um, The current research in this field, including her own, has shown great promise in understanding the emotional and neurobiological ur- origins this of attachment like styles. It is because it has a relevance to like our brain. So this understanding and a elevation of uh, modern brain science on brain plasticity, I don't know what that means, gives us the exciting opportunity to change the destructive relationship patterns into constructive behaviors that lead to better, more profound, and longer-lasting adult relationships. Okay, so basically she said to know your attachment style Mm -hmm. is to have better control, discernment, and relationships at large. Yeah, So because if you know what was wrong with you, then you could. Because some of us still like to tap in. (laughs) So much tap in. So you want me to go first? You want to go talk about your attachment? Are the same? Okay, so I have 46% secure, but then um, 24% anxious slash ambivalent. That's how it came out this week. Yeah, those are my two as well. So obviously secure kind of speaks for itself, but these are the, the people that in their childhood, they have people who were positively tuned to them or provide a safe haven with consistently and good enough care, attention, and affection. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, an ideal type yeah. of upbringing. Yeah. And more on the ambivalent side, these were people that had even, not even just, like, caregivers, maybe experiences where people were on and on, on, on again, off again, inconsistency, tending and attuning to the child. Because of the lack of a consistency, the child doubts whether their needs will be met and is on the con- constant lookout for cues and clues to how their behavior may or may not influence the parents' responses. Over time, they find themselves mm-hmm. on an emotional seesaw of needs being met and not being met. Their objection, their, obje- uh, their object relation is, I can want, but cannot have. See, I don't know about the want and I have part, 
But I'm just thinking about growing up and my mom, she hated her job. So she used to be pressed. Uh-huh. So I would be like tiptoeing, like, okay, was oh, yeah. it a good day? Was it not? Yeah. And I never thought about how that, I didn't think about until recent years how that relationship probably affects how I deal with other people. I think uh, you turn into kind of a people pleaser yeah. if you're in a situation with a parent or just another human like that because you just want to be on their good side, whatever that means. No, I, I, get, I get exactly what you're talking about. I think I'm secure because I am ambivalent, if that makes sense. Because growing up, I had like, overall, it was a pretty good um, upbringing. upbringing. But there were situations where I think myself and my mom, given she was like the predominant parent throughout my life, my, my childhood, um, we we never really saw eye to eye. And I think the way she is a mother isn't always it the way that I needed a parent. Oh, so, that is a thing. So That's that relationship thing. was always kind of like on and off because my needs weren't being met as yeah. a child. Yeah. Even though she was my parent, she gave me the basics like I have food, water, whatever, you know, going to school and all that stuff. But like emotionally, I think there could have been a better job done in that department. So because of that ambivalent or anxious upbringing i had to be secure like i had to put up this like front that i'm super confident oh, and you know i know yeah. exactly what's going on so that's i think that's how this test came oh, out those that tie in. for me yes that's interesting i think you bring up a good point about parents and um giving what their child needs yeah i think that there is this traditional understood like okay if you send your child to school and they have decent clothes and their yeah. hair is done x y z then you are a good parent and it's like in the same way that we have romantic love languages, yeah. kids have a way that they show love and want to receive love yes. as well. So it's like, if having on the nicest, newest shoes, like I said, I'm not a gift person. So as a kid, if your way of being a good parent is to make sure I'm fresh, it's like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but right. for me, I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And spend time, you know, so yeah. I think that parents should... and. I, I'm not a parent, so I can't, you know, give really too much advice. But, like, I think that parents, where possible, should um, divorce the idea that That's if you word. meet certain criteria, you're automatically a good parent because it's about the child's experience. Yeah, okay. I think you make a, a really good point of parents providing, like, the basic necessities and wanting the parent of the century award, which isn't <laughs> always the case. And like you said, we're not parents, but we've been children, so we can kind of know yeah. what it's like on the receiving end. Um, and I think a lot of times parents put themselves in that, like, authoritative role. So it's like you then become someone's, like, property or something instead of being seen as, like, a, equal, a human. human being with I... developing emotions okay. and feelings. Yes. Okay, me and my mom have that conversation Today, I'm 26 years old, yeah. and she's like, I'm the mom. And I'm like, and? <laughs> you know, because it's like, yeah. I, res- I I know you're my mom. Were you confused? Because yeah. I'm not confused. There's no confusion <laughs> yeah. here. Just because you are my mother, though, does not mean that you have the prevailing opinion. Exactly. Like, at 26 years old, I've had my own life experiences. And, of course, I have not had the same amount of experiences yeah. as my parents. But I have had things that have shaped me as well. Mm-hmm. So you can think like that. And I can think like this, and that's what it is. And I think people need to give their toddlers, teenagers, yep. whatever, the same respect. Like, 
I don't think that, and I've told my mom this exact sentence, I don't think that respect has an age on it. Mm -hmm. I think a two-year-old deserves respect, five, 15, whatever, just as a human. You can explain to them, hey, I had this experience, so I see it different than you. But that does not mean, okay, I'm the parent, so do this. It's like... Could you, could you tell me the logic? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And it's like, we are equal in those situations. It's like, you have to give me the leeway to grow. Cause I think I'm a person first before I'm your kid, you know, and I'm going to grow whether or not you like it. And I always tell my mom the same thing. It's just like, how do you treat your mother? It's not like she's like this person over you anymore. Cause my grandmother obviously she's in her eighties, but my mom yeah. doesn't listen to my grandma the way she wants me <laughs> yeah. at 25 yeah. to be listening to her. And I'm yeah. like, like you mentioned, I don't, I don't have a whole bunch of experience, but it's kind of like we're equals now, essentially, you know, you don't have anything hold, you know, hanging over my head anymore. Okay, yes. Before you had my phone bill, Bro, you had my you, home, my, my next clothes, meal, <laughs> everything. Now it's road, like, road bro, you. like I take care of everything. Like, that's if I thing. don't agree with you, like, we just not going to agree. L- literally, at some point, you and your parent become equals. And them yeah. being your parent don't hold this much weight. I respect you. <laughs> True. I'm just saying, I respect you. I'm grateful you had me. <laughs> Maybe, like, I'm your mom. Ooh. It's like, uh, and what else? Found dead. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> girl. Not, if anyone's a parent, this is not any disrespect. It's just saying that at some point, yeah. you cannot hold over your child's head the fact that you're their parent. Because... At some point, they learn how to reason for themselves, yep. and they gain their own opinion yep. and things like when that. Their so, own experiences that yes. you may not even you know. probably. I'm sure you don't know the how. So it's like, how can you them. tell someone about something if yeah. you don't even know their experience? Yeah, and they're like, I've lived so much longer, and it's like, okay, you have, but I've had so many. And honestly, different experiences too. Different. Like, different times. Different so much. Yeah. I, I think about that sometimes as well. Like, my mom is from here. She's been here. I was here, then I went to New York, then yeah. I went to California, then I came back, you know? So, just experiencing different kinds of people and yeah. doing, it's just, our experiences are not the same. Yeah. So, and I tell her this too. I hope, I'm gonna make her listen to this one, <laughs> that at some point, your child can contribute to the relationship in the same way that you have as a parent. Like I've gone to see things in the world and now I can bring you something back. Mm -hmm. Like I could put you on game to Mm -hmm. something else. And some parents don't like that. No, they hate that because they they (laughs) lose that control over you. That's the thing with the, we're humans. We want control. We want power. And the, the easiest and most efficient way to get it is by being a parent. Oh, that I, is. You know, deep. we gonna say that for another day, but like, woo! woo. But to, we say all that, that is, to say that, like, how our parents raise us and treat us as as children, as toddlers, as teenagers, affects how we deal with relationships going forward. Yes, platonic, romantic, all of that, work, whatever the case may be. Yes. That's why we have these different attachment styles, and the quicker that you recognize it, the more you can acknowledge it. I can mention you acknowledge it tackle it tackle it head on and yes. you know grow from that be a better person be the best person that you can be if you know what it is that you are struggling with yes wow well said yeah <laughs> what's the next thing we're gonna talk about i think i think we got that one. Oh, to let to just kind of end this on a i guess i know what would you say to yourself 10 years ago what advice would you give yourself about maybe like their your um your What's the word I'm looking for? Your ideals and where you'd be now. 
Like, okay. whether that be relationship, work. Okay. What advice would you give yourself? Wow. Okay. My advice to my 16-year-old self would be don't put anyone else in your future plans. Ooh. It would be whatever you want to do. If it includes any other human, don't think about that right now. Period. Whether that be like uh, a child, a husband, oh. me and my friend, we want to know whatever. Yeah. Just literally your goals should be things that you can do inside of yourself for yeah. the next 10 years. And it's cool. That way people can come in and out of your life and that they don't affect what you have planned for yourself. So basically do you and you only you. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I don't even know how I can follow that up. That pretty much summarizes all of it. What would I say to myself 15 years ago? I'd probably be brutally honest and say that what you are imagining is really not realistic (laughs) at all. But that's okay because along the way, you're going to make so many other amazing memories and you're going to be shaped into a woman that you didn't even have envisioned for yourself. Yes. Probably better than you imagine yourself to be. Yes. Be. That's what I would say because you, you took the good one. Yeah. I, I thought, would say what you said plus what plus, I said. <laughs> yes. For sure. So okay. Yeah. Switches want, to my 15-year-old self. Right, baby girl. <laughs> what did I say? Somebody, you asked me this before and I was like, whatever you thought it was going to be, it's not that. Was it how, how you said it? Well, it's close enough. It was something like that and I stand behind that. Whatever <laughs> whatever you thought. Uh-uh. Not happening, baby girl. Right. But okay. I wanted to end this episode with a game that I just thought of yesterday. Um, what should we call it? What's in your drafts? Yeah. Okay, so basically we're going to go and open our Twitter apps. And you know how you'd be wanting to say some stuff, but then you'd be like, let me just leave it in the drafts. Or you can't think of how to say it or whatever. So um, one of us will pick a number and then the <laughs> other person will count down whatever number in our Twitter drafts, and you have to either read it or tell us what you were talking about. So, let me do you. Now, how in the world do I get to my drafts? Click on. Where are your drafts at? Where are my drafts Ooh, at? What if you don't have drafts? Ooh, I do have drafts. Ooh. <laughs> Hold on. Ooh, you don't got drafts. I got drafts. How do you get there? Um. Oh my God! It's not showing up. Maybe you should start with me. Yeah. While you find your draft, um, Google, Google um, how to find my drafts, and oh then my, don't tell me that this ish up. Yo, like it's. You know why? Why? My drafts probably deleted. Oh, chat! I'm gonna save that as a draft. Watch, watch. This it. game is not any fun. Hold on. Save this draft and then open it back up. Yeah, <gasps> my draft. Okay, well, so then we can't play the game, but you can ask me. Okay, just we're gonna one. do Let's every do one. <laughs> Let's just do one. <laughs> we do twos. It's just yeah, me. my. You know what? It's because I signed out and then signed back in. Yeah. Wow, baby, because I got a lot like of drafts yesterday. You should have told me about the game yesterday. Okay, well, let's just do like one. Okay, right. number three. Oh boy, this is gonna be bad because I already know what I was thinking about. <laughs> I can't say this one on the online. Ask for a different number. Hold on. Oh, let's okay. pause. Let's pause. Okay. Um. Let's do number five. 
<laughs> it just says drinking my cup really was a hit. You remember, what? remember that song? Drinking my Black cup. Cobain. Yes, that was a hit. I love how every time a picture of uh, Kurt Cobain comes you up, think people will put like, "I love that song." Drinking my cup. <laughs> okay, album. that was a hit though. That so was. I it stayed in my drafts, but I stand by that strongly. But those are another one. Number two. I said, not all lawyers like to argue, not for free, at least. <laughs> okay, I want to find a juicy Wait, one. Because somebody, somebody had put, oh, they had tweeted like, hey, um, lawyers, would y'all marry other lawyers? And in the comments, people are like, no, nah, they like to argue. And I think that that is a <laughs> well, misconception. Women, women in general like to argue. Okay, but or people in general, men love to argue them. I don't like to argue. I like to tell you stuff and you listen. <laughs> That's not arguing. Really, right? I'm trying to see if I have any okay. argument. But, um, let's do, like, number, I did five last time and two. Yeah. Let's do seven. And hopefully it's a good one. It's not. What is it? I was responding to B. Simone. <laughs> B. Simone had put out a video after she got a lot of flack. And she was like, no, what I mean, I'm fine with having a nine to five person. Yeah. She's like, I'm fine to have, I'm fine. Um, nine to five people are fine, but I want someone who knows my lifestyle. Somebody who understands why I'm up at 3 a.m. gluing together my scrapbook. That was basically her sentiment. And I <laughs> printing out journal prompts from Pinterest. <laughs> I have res- I'll right. I had quoted it saying, "Manifest somebody with work-life balance and professionalism." Who? Uh, let's not respond to emails at three a.m. That was boring, man. Yeah. Okay, we could just done like your wildest one. I don't have no wild ones. So have Give me one more number. Give me a bigger number, and then let's see. Twelve. Mine would not be wild. They I would know, either but, be funny but or I would not think funny. Be wild because they stayed in the drafts. No, my my stand in the draft just be like this stupid. Let <laughs> <laughs> me go one, two, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, Oops. Yeah, I have like no drafts. <laughs> I'm screaming. Hold on, number twelve. Okay, one, two. My cousin. Wow. <laughs> Number 12. The lady doing my hair once told me God knew what he was doing by not giving you edges because you would be too hot to handle. I think she was trying to make me feel better, but, um. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay, I think that's enough of my drafts. Yeah. Sorry to disappoint. Maybe next time we'll have a better, funner game. Sorry. I wish my drafts were up because, you know, mine should be wild. Yours are probably wild. Mine would be funny. Yours would be wild. Weird. Um. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of Read the Room Podcast. Podcast, we Diana. hope you guys grab, like, a note or two from it. Yeah. Because I think it was good to kind of just, like, discuss this. I agree. And I hope you uh, found a moment of peace and solace from everything that's going on in the world because it is so much. It's it's crazy and it's going to keep getting crazier. 
But remember, at the end of the day, Black Lives Matter. All Black Lives Matter. All Black Lives Matter. So support all of our trans brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and our non-binary people as well who mm-hmm. are being murdered left and right and going through it as well. So let's uplift them the way that we uplift our Black men when yes. something that happens to them. Same for our Black women yes. when we say their names. Yes. And yeah, don't be racist. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah don't be racist yeah that's pretty much all and donate yeah. to any petitions i said donate to petition donate to any gofundmes or anything like that sign any petitions you can really put pressure on these people's necks like we cannot let up now just because a few weeks have went by and change is happening look they making yeah. laws first of all the fact that they passed a law about brianna taylor and her killers are free is that, just that um it enrages me but they need to go under the jail at this point at this point yes but there's change being made so keep going yes. bye black yes listen to black podcasts like this one yes uh <laughs> defund the police um <laughs> get rid of the <laughs> no abolish the police we'll see um cut police budgets that's my my number one thing because there should there's no reason why police departments have billions of dollars in Funding while they're shutting schools down. I was about to say, schools have two dollars and fifty cents, and sisters, and sisters, and books. teachers get paid thirty k a year to literally take care of our children for eight hours a day, five days a week. That is unnatural. Unnatural. Okay. That is it for today. We will see you guys. <laughs> we miss saying bye for twenty minutes. Next but see y'all. <laughs> Make sure to follow us uh, on Instagram and Twitter at. Read the room pod, and if you have anything you want to get off your chest, advice, a dilemma, please feel free to email us at read the room. Please, we will send you off for free. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> anyway, bye for real this time. Bye, bye friends, bye roommates. Bye.